Welcome to the official business and lifestyle legends podcast. Real life stories, exciting interviews, and a lot of knowledge to change your life. And here is your host of today's episode, Ben Schneider. Today's episode is powered by jobmofi.com. Jobmofi.com is a job search platform where you can hire a remote worker from the overseas, from all over the world, and you can sell your services on the marketplace. So if you need a remote worker, a designer, a virtual assistant, a web designer, developer, or anything else, go on jobmofi.com, sign up for free, only verified users, no fakes, no scam. Check it out, 14 days free trial on jobmofi.com. Welcome guys to the Business and Lifestyle Legends podcast. Today, I got another awesome guest for you, and this time it's a real legend. So today we welcome Super Bowl champion. He's author of two books and father of three kids. He is post, uh, host of the podcast Success Leaves Clues, and he's a coach for businesses, CEOs, and helps people to be motivated and to step up in life. Please welcome, guys, Gary Brackett. Hey, Gary, how are you doing? Hey, good morning, man. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome to have you here. So I'm watching the Super Bowl since around 20 years, uh, and it's not that quite common in Germany uh, to watch the Super Bowl. So I definitely have seen your your one uh, your win as well. So um, let's let's dive into this. The first question that everybody out there is asking, how is it to be a Super Bowl winner? How does it feel? How does the, your life change after winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, as a kid growing up, you know, being involved in sports, you know, winning the Super Bowl is like the pinnacle. I mean, that's what you kind of play the game for. So having an opportunity to do that in 2007, it just felt great. Right. And then. What I realized, though, after the game was that you really start to appreciate the journey and the ups and downs and the road that kind of took you to that destination. And so many times we get so caught up with the destination that we don't realize that there's so many gems along the road that, you know, we should really sit back and enjoy while we're going through that process. Awesome. So when you have won that title, is there... Um, how is it about the motivation? Because what you have been working for 15, 20 years to win that Super Bowl, as you mentioned, and then you've won it. Are you, are you still that motivated to win it again and again? Or, or is there, hey, basically I'm done because I got where I want to be? Yeah, now it's, I think once you experience it, it drives you to experience it again. So I think, um, you know, success is funny because uh, it's, it's sometimes it's not satisfying. You want success and it, it just it gives you the desire to want to experience more success. So um, but now we know the recipe. So um, 2007, we went, we lost 2008. but we We're back in the Super Bowl in 2009. Um, unfortunately, we lost that that uh, that round we went. But um, it just it just inspires you, and motivates you to continue because that means you're doing something well. Uh, you're playing at a high level, and by doing it consistently, you get opportunities to go to the Super Bowl 
And I think, you know, that's what life's all about. It's like giving it your all, giving it your best, and then lean it to your ultimate destination, and then be ready to show up once you get there. And um, when you have won it, and you had that feeling, that I think incredible feeling, uh, and you're looking back to the to the first steps of your career, to the ups and downs you mentioned, um, do you do you then realize, hey, this was worth it all, or is it a feeling is great, but um, you have expected better, for example? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's it's definitely worth it. Um, like I said, I mean, something that you know, as a kid growing up, you know, playing sports, playing football, in particular. Um, you want to get to that next level. You want to get to the Super Bowl game. And when you get there, um, you just love the experience and you love and understand the journey that took you there. And along the journey, like you said, like there's there was challenges and there was, you know, sacrifices that needed to be made. But when you when I got at the end, yeah, it was all, it was all worth it because, you know, proving to yourself more than anyone else that you could do something so great. I mean, it's just inspiring just to give you confidence that, you know, you really can achieve anything you put your mind to. Could you tell us a little bit about that, that sacrifice you're talking about? Because a lot of people out there are watching television and they think, hey, these guys earning millions for playing a little bit their sports who they love. And they, uh, this is easy to do. Um, but as you mentioned, there are a lot of sacrifices and stuff like that. So could, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, even... In high school, there was things, even dating back then, that, you know, people would go out and they would do things and you would say no because you knew that staying in was going to give you a better opportunity to perform, you know, when the game came. Um, in terms of about, uh, eating, uh, making sure you always ate nutritious meals, playing through pain. You had injuries, you know, throughout your career and you had to play through them to set you up with the opportunity um, to be present. So. Um, there's countless, even family members, you know, you couldn't spend as much time as you wanted to. You couldn't go on vacations when you wanted to. So all those things you sacrifice just to put yourself in a position to be successful um, playing a sport that you love. Do you think there is a difference between um, starting or running a business um, in comparison to starting your sports career and getting a professional, because what you mentioned is the same what I expect as an entrepreneur. Um, the sacrifices where when other people are partying, mm -hmm. I stay in my office, uh, I, I do some business stuff. And this sounds quite similar to your sports career. Do, do you know about any differences? Yeah, so um, one huge difference is that, <laughs> you know, despite uh if you win or lose um when you're playing football you still get a paycheck right and in business <laughs> that's not always the case so i think uh from the risk factor um the risk is there but uh the reward is also there because then if you do a good enough job there's something that can pay you the rest of your life but very similar sacrifices that you have to make being a business owner and i think betting on yourself but then if you're not putting in the work consistently, then the challenge would be that your subconscious mind won't allow you to believe in the goals that you're setting for yourself because it knows you're not putting in the work. So it's like you can lie to a lot of people. You could post on Instagram. You can use filters. You can do a whole bunch of things. The one person you can't lie to is yourself. And you're always going to level set yourself 
based on the amount of work. Like I have confidence in my career and what I do because I know how much work I put in and I know like what the recipe is. So, you know, when I speak things into existence, when I manifest things, I'm not just manifesting them. I'm also working toward those goals. So I'm not just, you know, manifesting the fact that, you know, I want to build up a, a 10 figure or a big hundred million dollar business. No, I'm working every day, learning how to build software as a service companies, learning how to scale, learning how to, um, to develop content that's going to be worthy of someone who want to buy it as a membership. So when you're doing all these things, you're making sure that, you know, your daily activities are leading up to your long term goals. Awesome. So, guys, what he mentioned right now was uh, very, very important because he mentioned you have to put in the work consistently. So not only hustling for weeks and then you think you're a millionaire and there's uh, overnight success or something like that. Uh, what I mentioned, I think, in every episode, there is no overnight success. How How is it in, in the football business? Because uh, for sure, you know that there's no overnight success uh, being a sport, professional sports athlete because it takes years. But when did you realize, hey, I'm doing a great job. My coaches are believing in me. Um, I could really step up to the professionals. And another question in addition to that, when uh, or how long did it take that you sign your really big contract? Yeah, now great question. So in college... I was like a day away. I was a walk on. So I had to pay for college initially. Um, thankfully, I, I was able to get a scholarship. Um, then there was a coaching change and I became a starter in college. And, you know, we're playing against some, you know, very competitive competition. Um, and I was doing very well. So I realized then, man, like this team that we played, Miami Hurricanes, you know, they put like 13 people on the draft in the first round. And I'm like, man, I had my best game against them. Like, I could play with these guys. And, you know, just doing it on a consistent basis uh, was really what I just had to prime my mind to do. Then the NFL, um, you pretty much, you are, like, uh, lumped in in terms of your contract. So when you're a rookie, you sign a four-year contract. So the first four years, and as a free agent, I just got, you know, whatever that minimum, uh, you know, earnings are. And then after my third season, they actually renewed my contract. So I had uh, signed my first big contract. And then after my seventh season, I signed my second big contract. So just about being patient. It's just about, again, being consistent, putting in the work, man, and really, you know, dedicating yourself to your craft because people pay you according to the value that you provide. And e even as a professional athlete, being a student of the game, being able to lead effectively, but then also being able to perform I was paid I was paid handsomely for that. And the business is the same way. Like as I continue to solve bigger and bigger challenges and problems for business owners and entrepreneurs, you, you you get paid, you get compensated a lot more for that. So for me, I just always want to continue to position myself to add value because you know, uh dollars follow, follow value. So um if you want to make more money, um you got to be able to provide more value. 100% agree, man. So um Because I'm not that into that um, American NFL structure uh, game. Uh, how many does a rookie the first four years earn? Is it is it 10k a month? Is it 100k? Um, yeah. Is it 1k? <laughs> yeah. So it's different. Um, um, so when I was playing, it was like uh, 225,000 a year. 
Um, so now it's up to like $475,000 a year that you'll make as a rookie in the NFL. Okay. Okay. Great. But, but it's, it's good money, but far away from the, from the very big loan. Yeah. Yeah. You're so. not a millionaire. Like, so it's like the myth of like you play professional sports, you know, everyone's a millionaire. That's just not the case. Right. Not until you play, um, you know, five, six years, do you actually get a contract where you get paid millions of dollars? Okay. Okay. Awesome. How is, how is the life of, a of a professional sports athlete. And I don't want to ask um, about about the food and all that kind of stuff. I want to ask about the friends, the relationships, um, because if if you are a professional sports player, you have access to a lot of people, you have access to a lot of events and uh, for sure a lot of money as well. And I think people want to be your friend because they want to profit from you. So. Um, you cannot trust everybody and stuff like that. Can you can you tell us something about this? Yeah, I think it's it's challenging because no one primes you for that level of success. Especially a lot of NFL players, they don't necessarily come from money. So being the first one in my family with this you know substantial amount of wealth, it was challenging to, to say no. And you know, in the NFL, they want you to, to outsource that out and maybe find someone else that can help you out, but what I realized when you take back that power ownership of controlling your destiny and, and be willing to have those conversations, that's when you really take your power back because I don't have to tell you to go talk to my brother or my mother. Uh, you talk to me and I'm telling you no. And then I did an even better job uh, after that, which is managing people's expectations. So before they even ask, I would say, hey, guys, this is what it is. Like I'm successful, but I have a long life to live. You know, I want to have a family. I have to have resources for them. So this isn't going to be a situation where I'm going to be just throwing out money to everybody. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know, if, if a situation comes up, I, I could potentially help out. But, you know, I, I have a long life to live. And I think, you know, sometimes you have to walk away from friendships because they think your success is their success and they want to take advantage of it. And, and, and they don't want to reciprocate in any type of way. And for that, you know, you just have to be wise because The shelf life of an NFL player is very short and you want to maximize that window that you have. So for me, it's just about, you know, my diet. And it wasn't like you said, my diet didn't only consist of what I ate, but my diet consisted of what I read, what I watch, who I hang around, what I listen to. All those things kind of fed my brain and kind of fed my energy. I always wanted to make sure that I can position myself to be in a positive state so that I can go out there and perform. What, was there a situation where someone was asking for something um, and you thought he would be your friend and then you realize, hey, this guy's asking me the fifth time for money or tickets for a game or anything like that. This is not really my friend and I need to get away from him or her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was not even friends, more so like family, right? Asking you for, for money on a constant basis and you know, not paying you back, you know, not picking up the phone, calling you. So you just stop responding. And I, th I think you realize that some people only want to be in your life for what you can provide for them. And once you realize okay. that, you know, you just have to make wiser decisions about, you know, who who's really in your corner. Because every, every person that, for me, that's in my boat, like, I got to see you rolling. <laughs> We got to be heading to the same direction. 
And if you're a person not rowing or, or even worse, if you're a person with a drill, you know, drilling a hole in my boat, like you got to go. And I think being able to make the, those distinctions and, and have those conversations uh, is very important. Definitely. And I think it's it's really a pity because um, for them, it's only about money. They they only see, hey, these guys have millions. I just need 10,000 bucks. And he don't he don't realize it on his bank account if there's 10,000 more or less. And this might be the truth. But the problem, in my view, is this has something to do with respect. And they don't respect you if they take all the money from you. And then uh, what you what you um, told us, they do not react to phone calls or anything like that. They don't respect you. They they just see you as a cash cow, and um, yeah, not not as their friend or their their human a human or something like this. So, I think that's that's really a bad bad behavior. Yeah, it is. But you know, um, what I've learned to realize is that the only thing you can control is like your reaction. You can control your emotion. So. For me, I just try to spend more time focusing on things I can control and focus when I want in my life. Because, you know, other people will try to get you off your game and now you're worried about what they're doing and their motives. And for me, just like, it's just not that serious. So, I mean, I have a lot going on. So I just try to maintain my focus, you know, control my controllables and and, and everything typically turns out well. That's uh, also, uh, also an awesome advice from you. Um, so, Then, so then there was the the final day where you stopped your career. Did you stop because of um, of the age um, or of health problems or just because um, you don't wanted to play football anymore and you wanted to step in another area? What was the reason why you stopped your career? Yeah, it was an injury. Um, my ninth career in the NFL, um, I had an interception. And I ran it back and I got tackled and <clears throat> my, my shoulder came out. And, you know, that was my uh, eighth surgery. And it just was in a position financially where I could step away from the game. I just had my second kid. And for me, it was more important to uh, be there um, for my children. Uh, before, like when I was young, growing up, no kids playing NFL, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna ride this till the wheels fall off. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna ride this till like I can't do it anymore. So like I'm physically, But then you get to a point where it's just like, man, you owe it to other people to to show up healthy and be able to walk and be able to run and be able to do things. So I, I just wanted to be one of those players that I would rather have played uh, one year too short uh, or like I would, I'd rather have played one year, you know, uh, sh too short um, because I didn't want to be in those situations where some players, unfortunately, they can't work out. They can't exercise because their body Won't allow him to do so. But but this is uh, you're able to exercise and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I work out. I mean, I got workout clothes <laughs> on now, so it's Monday, so definitely got to work out in. Um, so yeah, I stay active, <laughs> I stay fit. Yeah, so uh, yeah, man, just you know, living a champion okay. lifestyle, man. So you get so fitness and health is a huge part of that. Okay, awesome. So then. Then the final day was there, and you needed to stop your career. And I think it's it's not not the best way to get tackled out of your career. Um, but but it is how it is. So you were then you were starting your second life. Let's call it like this because I think it's a whole different life um, stepping out from the from the professional sports player career. 
And then you started being being a coach. Why? Because um, maybe because uh, you just were bored. Change people's lives um, with your experience you have made. But I think it's not about the money, right? Because you have earned um, enough. Yeah, I think for me, um, I, I was uh, pretty much in the restaurant industry. Um, so I had uh, built a, a, a restaurant chain. I had 10 current stores I own. I had seven uh, franchisees that were all in development. So all about to open up. And then last year, COVID came and, you know, shut the restaurant industry down and sports and everything else. So I had to pivot from that, um, from being a restaurant tour. But I developed so many different skill sets and I struggled in the beginning of being a small business owner, a CEO, entrepreneur, because I didn't have the skill sets. And even I went to the MBA school, but MBA school, it, it talks about a lot of theory. It doesn't talk to you about like the, the practicality of running an actual business, of being an actual leader. And you develop these skills. And for me now, it's just like, man, my goal in life is to create more leaders and not more followers. So then, you know, I was like, how do I put these skill sets together to be able to uh, help uh, grow and, and train and develop other leaders so that they could go out and have successful careers? And I think, you know, anymore, this whole notion of you need 10,000 hours in business to be successful, uh, it's not true. And the reason it's not true, because you can model other people's success and you can learn from like others and you can learn from coaches. And if you, you know, hear something that you don't have to experience for yourself, you're going to be able to take that information and go a lot further with it because, uh, you know, you are able to avoid some costly mistakes that that could have set you back time, money. But now you, you're you're wise because you've listened to others and you're you were able to use that accumulated knowledge to make better decisions moving forward and, and to move you along uh, further and faster in your career. 100%. Could you tell us something about the mistakes or uh, or one mistake you have made um, with you, starting your entrepreneurial career? Yeah, I think for me, um, looking at and understanding like uh, commodity businesses and, and looking to understand like margins inside a business. And, you know, before, you know, businesses made money um, and you thought, okay, you know, it makes great money. But but if you look at other opportunities and alternatives to make money, you're like, oh, man, you can make that same amount of money with a lesser investment, with lesser time, with less risk. So then you start really unpacking, like, um, what type of lifestyle you want to create. Because then you can make the same amount of money or either less, but then you can buy back, you know, 20, 30 hours a week in your time. So now for me, it's just like, really looking at the world of entrepreneurship from a lens first of what kind of lifestyle I want to create for myself. And so for me, I turn away deals because it's not aligned with who I am as a person, it's not aligned with my values. And I would rather be aligned with what I do and, and who I want to be and, and not work with people I don't like that are bad people. Like, I, don't, I just won't sign up no matter how much you pay me, it's not worth that, it's not worth the money to me. So I think, you know, now I'm a lot wiser uh, making decisions Whereas opposed to when I was a young entrepreneur, you know, um, every business deal looked great. Um, so you got to learn how to be patient. You got to learn how to pick and, and try to forecast and look at some trends and make sure that you're, you know, going inside a business that has a great margin and can provide you the lifestyle that you want to live. 
What businesses are you in right now? Yeah, so I'm like a hundred like hundred percent online. So online coaching, um, developer courses, uh, coaching uh, CEOs, high ticket um, through online GaryBracket.com. I do uh, public speaking, um, so I'm a speaker. I do keynotes. I do uh, workshops and facilitations. A lot of that is via uh, <clears throat> virtual now, just because of the world that we live in. Um, and then you know I create books, and I write books. So um, for me now, it's just like using the internet and the power of the internet to, to leverage you know your intellectual property. The margins on these business on all these products are like exponential, right? And it's like the investment to have to um, create a product is time. I mean, yeah, it takes a little money to develop it, to, to record it, um, to provide PowerPoints. That's all true. But when you look at that investment and that potential uh, outcome in terms of dollars versus like some other investments where you got to spend millions of dollars to like build a restaurant, and you got to wait a couple of years to, to, to recoup that money. I mean, now I, mean, I, I, I create, you know, millions of dollars of value online, you know, through creating courses and, and writing books. Awesome. Are you also active uh, as an investor, for example, in SaaS businesses or something like that? Yeah. So for me, is um, I'm trying to. Uh, well, I'm in the process of building uh, my own platforms. So I have a diversity inclusion um, like software as a service platform that I'm building. And you know, uh, in America, we're still struggling um, huge with diversity, with racism, with unconscious bias. So I'm building a whole platform as a resource guide to small businesses. So they could get trained appropriately in that area. Um, I got some fitness um, platforms that I'm working on in terms of, uh, you know, uh, pr uh, products in terms of uh, for training, you know, protein, um, along with like uh, workout programs, fitness programs, um, teaching you what you should eat, giving you a 30 day jump start. So I think all those things, you know, that I could do because I've done it for the last man, you know, 25 years of my life. So, so everything that I've learned now, I'm trying to, I'm packaging up and putting them in position that they could be that software as a service and they could be that, you know, something that scales uh, online. Awesome. Sounds awesome. And this is really what you mentioned before. Uh, working online, it's not only about the money and about the margins, but it's also about the lifestyle because there are way different opportunities like uh, Let's name it in your example. If you want to build a, a restaurant, you need a lot of money. And then you don't know if this money will pay back in a few years or not. But it will definitely not pay back in the next few months. But with having an online business, this is potentially uh, working. You can you can invest something. And depending on the on the product and on the, uh, on the niche you are in and on the investment. Um, but it, it is possible that you get back your money um, very quickly and um, have a very good business online. So this is uh, on, online, I think, is definitely one of the best ways to start a business. Yeah, I mean, the online is just, it's still in its infancy, right? So it's not even like fully developed yet, especially when you talk about artificial intelligence that's coming out now, uh, you know, being able to read the data. So um, being able to add value, learn one of these systems um, and really master it, you know, the world is going to be your oyster because it's a global economy that we're in now and you can run, you know, digital ads, you know, anywhere in the world. And if you can add value and if people look at you as someone that they can learn from, you can you could go and sell a product, you know, in your hometown. And, you know, I've never you know been there. 
And it's just a beautiful uh, thing about the internet and just learning how to take full advantage of it will definitely be to your uh, benefit. You're working with a lot of people, especially in your Champion, uh, Champions Academy. Um, what do you think is the most common mistake or the biggest struggle people have when they start a business or when they're already in a business? Yeah, so I think the 80% of why businesses succeed or fail is psychology. It's all in their mind. And it's their mindset and it's how they reframe stories. So we'll give you an example. You can look at an entrepreneur that says, hey, there's uh, a lot of people in this space, it's crowded, it's, co it's competitive, you know, I, I won't be able to be successful. Or, or another opportunity could reframe that and say, hey, all these people are there. There's a bunch of people buying that product. I'm going to go in and be better than the people that are doing it now. And I think, you know, whatever story that you tell yourself consistently is what you believe in. So I'm always trying to retrain people on how to frame different things in their mind, uh, set of challenges, looking at them as opportunities. Like you don't, you don't, you don't have to go to work. You get to go to work. And that mindset will make it different for you, how you show up every day and how you, how you lead uh, yourself and how you lead your team to success. Definitely. 100% agree. Um, what are you teaching in your Champions Academy? Give us an overview about that, because this sounds very interesting to me to be in an academy of a real professional sports player of a, of a Super Bowl winner, which is something... It, You're not a coach like like everybody out there because uh, you have proven proved your skills. So um, give us an overview. What what's about that Champions Academy? Yeah, so inside Champions Academy is like there's different courses. So our signature course right now <clears throat> is a program called the Champion You. And my philosophy is like everyone has the ability to be a champion in every area of their life. And I look at your life as seven pillars. So I look at it as um, your self development, your business and career fitness and health, your intimate relationships, your social relationships, your finances and your spirituality. So, so many of us, you know, are really great in like one or two of those areas, but then let the other areas kind of fall to the wayside, telling yourself that you don't have time. Well, you do have time. It's what you do at that time and how you prioritize that. So the Champion You is a program that shows you through the Champ Framework how to like, and the Champ Framework is this, we take your current situation of where you're currently at in that pillar, We hone in on your desired destination. Like where do you want to grow? Where do you want to go in that destination? We then apply the 80-20 principle, uh, which is essentially um, using a focus funnel where you eliminate, you automate, you delegate tasks in your life to make sure that you're working at your highest and best use. And once you know what your highest and best use is, you take massive action in those areas. And massive consistent action is what really creates mastery, what really gives you ability to add value. And then the P It's like you always want to pursue the championship transformation. And you always want to chase the best version of yourself. The goal is to never catch that person because that person should always be extend, extending and always be growing. So you're constantly moving and motivating and moving to that, toward that person. And because for me, I want to be a guy who's like getting faster as I get older. I want to, I want to be a guy who sprints through the finish line. I want to be a guy who walks across the finish line. Right. And I think in life, you know, for me, it's all about finishing strong. And how you fit a strong is you, know, you level up in all these areas and you, you live a holistic, well-rounded life. And, and you make sure, you know, a lot of guys, they work so hard and everything else and their fitness and health suffers. Well, you don't, you don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard. That's not going to do anybody any good. 
So you really have to like really focus on, you know, all these areas and make sure you're living a full life. Sounds awesome. And that's uh, also one of the problems I think people have. They Some of them are successful, but but they don't have a family or they are not happy. Even you can be a rich guy, but uh, being not happy because you, the only thing you have is your work and nothing else around that. Um, so it's um, it's definitely required, I think, uh, to focus on the different areas in your life, the health, the family, the, the love, the peace, all that kind of stuff. Not only the business side, because this for sure, but there are a lot of more stuff um, around the business. So awesome, Gary. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a very great talk with you. Um, do you, got, do you would like uh, anything met? Would you like anything to mention to the people out there? Yeah, man. I think one thing is that, you know, obviously, um, <clears throat> GaryBracket.com is where you can find information for some of the programs that we discussed on the show. Uh, Gary Bracket is where I'm on Instagram um, and, and Facebook. I love to add value. And, and this one thing that I want to sh- share with everyone is that the number one way that people give it their power is by thinking that they don't have any. And once you realize that you have power, and your power is in your choices, your power is in your attitude, your power is in how you uh, position yourself day in, day out. And once you take that power back and once you start being in a driver's wheel, um, that's when you'll start to see success. And that's when you can control your own destiny. And you know that's the beautiful thing about life because each of us has the ability to control our own destiny. But first we have to realize we're in control of our lives. Word. <laughs> so um, please guys, uh, go on GaryBracket.com, visit his website. There you will find all the all the informations about him and his programs. Uh, you you will find the links in the show notes for sure, or on our website, or wherever you're listening to this um, podcast episode right now. Thanks, Gary, for being here. Awesome talking to you. Thanks, guys. It will be awesome if you are with us in the next episode. Bye, bye.